Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we submit ourselves to you this evening. Grateful to you for this awesome opportunity we have to declare your word. We ask you to have your way in every life and be glorified. Teach us your way and show us your path. Let tonight and our gathering bring life to every life. Areas of our lives where we need life. May you pump life into us. Be gracious to us and establish your purpose in our lives. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I believe that God is with us. Amen. And so I'm going to be sharing with you today and tomorrow, and then we carry on by the grace of God. Amen. I believe there's a scripture, a few scriptures I'd like us to look at this evening. And um, then we will carry on and see a few things. But we be, I believe we are entering a season of fruitfulness. Somebody shout fruitfulness. I did not hear you. All right, John chapter 15, please. John chapter 15, and let's start from verse number 6. John chapter 15, verse number 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. You will never wither in Jesus' name. Lift your hand and say, I will never wither. Say like you believe it. You will not end up as a disaster. You will not end up in shame. You will not end up in disgrace. You will never wither in Jesus' name. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. Verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Amen. By the way, I hope that everybody in this church has these books. If you don't have it, you are an unbeliever. Are you there? Uh-huh. Everybody ought to have these books. You are blessed to have, to know an author. Amen. Personally, you are blessed. Amen. Amen. People don't know any authors. Even some of you, you don't, can't write anything. Even WhatsApp, you can't respond. <laughs> yeah. So, the man, and I, I mean, this, the, the book so involving and so engaging. I enjoyed as I read throughout. Also, I enjoyed so much, so much. So I don't know how you can sit in church and not own one. Yeah, if you go to hell, don't blame Jesus, because <laughs> bitterness and offense can send you to hell. That's why the book was written because of you. You must have it. Say amen. amen. And the Bible says that if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. And the Bible says that ye shall ask what ye will. 
and it shall be done unto you. Amen. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, it shall be done. All of you are new Christians, you don't know it. <laughs> what a shock. Anyway, verse 8. Look at verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. This is the verse you're looking for. Can we all read it together? Ready, go. Some of you read as if you are sleeping. Read it loud again. Ready, go. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. For the last time, herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So that ye. Sh- Amen. Now, the, Jesus, Jesus is saying that this is the way my Father will be glorified. Can I have an amen? This is the way my Father will be glorified that you bear much fruit. Hallelujah. The way God is going to be glorified is if you bear much fruit. I see you bearing much fruit in Jesus' name. I see you bearing much fruit in Jesus' name. Now, we all like testimonies. We all want to have wonderful testimonies of what God has done. God gave me a job. I got a new car. I had this and all of them. I got a visa and all that and so on. And somebody gave me a wig. I mean, all these wonderful testimonies. <laughs> Are you here or go home? But there's a way, there's one thing that glorifies God. Amen. There's one thing that glorifies God. Bible says that hearing, this is the way. This is the way my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Don't just bear fruit. You must bear much fruit. Springs of life. I'm telling you, the way God is going to be glorified is that we bear much fruit. Hallelujah. I said, this, this is the way God is going to be happy. Glorify means that God is going to be excited about you. God is going to be happy about you. That you bear much fruit. Everybody in this church, I need you to understand this. That God wants to be happy with you. God wants to be excited about you. And what's going to, God, what's, what's going to, God, what's going to make God excited about you is that you are bearing much fruit. We can share the grace and go home. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? We can share the grace and go home. I'm telling you. Look, any church which does not bear fruit, God is not happy with them. Any group of people who do not reproduce, you know, when God created man, the first instruction was that take control and all that, reproduce and seal the earth. God intends for us to reproduce and have many, many, many fruits in our lives. So, springs of life. God expects us to be able to 
grow and multiply and be more than twice the number we are sitting here, sitting here this evening. On a convention. I'm preaching. Can I have an amen? Are you here or go home? Are you, are you still here? Are you still here? I mean, I know that all of us will be happy to have some miracles and testimonies and this and this. But I'm showing you what is going to make God happy with our church and happy with you. That's the reason for which the church exists. Amen. So, tell your neighbor, hold your neighbor's ear and tell your neighbor, you are the reason for this verse. You are the reason. Look, hold the year. Don't be too spiritual. Brother, you are not accepted by a sister. Hold the sister's ear. You know where the breast is. I'm saying the year. Hold the year. And say, listen, 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 listen. You are the reason for this verse. What a shock. <laughs> Are you still there? So I'm preaching to you that God, Christ is going to be glorified in our church. God is going to be glorified in our church. Because in this church, we are going to bear much fruit. Amen. I said amen. We have had services where we, empower, we, we, we send people out. We have had meetings where we drive people out to go. You see, it is everybody's responsibility. The increase and the growth of the church is not dependent on one person. It's not dependent on the few leaders. It depends on everybody. I'm telling you that if you as a church rise up and say, look, we are going to take the words of Jesus seriously. Our churches will change. Hmm? Our churches will change. A few weeks ago, I told uh, our church, I told them, we started a program. I said, listen, let's go. Evangelize brings everybody. We said, everybody should bring a number of people and all that and so on. That Sunday, when everybody got involved, Bishop, we had 7,500 people coming to church that Sunday. Head count. 7,500 headcount. I realize that if we can engage every member in the church, we shall bear much fruits. I, I know some of you do, I'm unbelievers, so didn't say amen. There's something we call barrenness. Barrenness. And I'm going to give you a definition, some definition of barrenness. And then I believe that God will deliver you from spiritual barrenness. Without shouting your loudest, amen. When barrenness is taken away, the church begins to be fruitful. I pray for you today that these three days, anything that makes your life barren will be taken away. That God will multiply grace into your life. You will not be a barren Christian. You will not be a barren church. You will not be a barren leader. There will be people around you that you brought forth into the kingdom of God. Can I have a loud amen? amen? God wants the church to, be, to grow. God wants barrenness to be... Now, let me give you a few scriptures this evening. I told you a short uh, service for tonight, and then we'll carry on tomorrow. Now, there is um, the Greek words and Hebrew words for the word barren. And I'm going to give you additional definitions as well. Turn the Bible with me to Genesis chapter... 11 and verse 30. 
Genesis chapter 11, verse 30. Bible said, but Sarah was barren. She had no child. Now, the word barren that we see here, it is the word aka. A-Q-A-R. Aka. That is the meaning of the word barren here. Somebody say aka. You have learned a few Hebrew things, isn't it? Just like a Bible school. All right. If you can write, write it down. I know some of you are not used to writing. May God deliver you. Now, the word Akka, and I'm going to, I'm taking my time, Bishop, take your time. I'm taking my time to teach you something that will stay with you forever. Say amen. Now, this word Akka means the destruction or removal of degenerative organs. Destruction or removal of the generative organs. All right. So, what the Bible is saying here is that Sarah, her generative organ, the thing that makes her be able to reproduce, had been taken away. That is what the Bible says. She was barren. And she had no child. Now, if you go around everywhere in the world, especially, I mean, everywhere in the, everywhere in the world, everywhere, you will discover that there are specialized hospitals that work on barrenness. Am I right? That work on people who want to deliver and they cannot have children. They want to have, they want to, all over from, and on, on this road, Sprinters Road, you go to Tema, you go, you know names of places. Because if you marry and you don't have children, it's almost like there's a pressure on you. And especially in a part of the world, Africa. When you marry, within two months, they ask you, hey, we're waiting for our grandchild. What a shock. I mean, the pressure society puts on you, it's not easy. So there's, uh, there are people that specialize in this area because they believe that, you see, in Sarah's case, the ability to be able to have that, that, that generative organ work has been taken away. So it was not possible at all for Sarah to have a child. But God stepped in. I see God stepping into your life. Now, my, what I'm saying is that also in the believer, in, among, some, in some, among some believers, the ability to reproduce has been taken away. So they come to church. They serve God. But they never are able to bear much fruits. But after this convention, you will bear much fruits. No, your amen is very feeble. Are you still in church? No, you see, when you look at a church that is, that is suffering from Akar, or a believer, a believer, a believer that is suffering from Akar, there is no, they're excited about church, they dance in church, they shout in church, but there's no fruit in their lives. What a word. Are you still here? They have a lot of activities. We have programs. We have activities. We, we go to the beach. We do everything. But the ability to have children, the ability to see the church grow, has been taken away from some believers. 
That is why the church can be the same for a long time. But the story is changing in our lives. I didn't hear your shout of amen. I'm saying that this church you are sitting in will not suffer from a car. Any individual suffering from this spirit will drive that spirit out in Jesus' name. Are you there? Now, the second one, there are a few, five of them I'd like to know so that we can move on. The second type of barrenness is what we call shakal. Shakal. We are in Bible school today. S H A K O L. Shakal. It means to miscarry, to suffer abortion, to be bereaved of children, to cast your young, to be, to make, to be made childless, or to be deprived of children. Say, Bishop, say it again. All right. I'll say it again, if you can. It says, Shakal, to miscarry. To suffer abortion, to be bereaved of children, to be to cast your young, to make childless, and to be deprived of children. That is shakal. Second Kings chapter two, verse nineteen. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse number 19. Bible says, And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord said, but the water is not, and the ground is barren. Now, when they say the ground is bad, that is the meaning of the word here. The ground is shakal. In other words, the water is coming, but the water cannot be drunk. You know, when the Bible says that you are serving for shakal, what is, like the decision you had to have to miscarry, the first one, Sarah could not be pregnant at all. But in this second one, you can get pregnant, but you miscarry. Can you see the difference? I don't know. I don't know. Are you still in church? I knew a lady who had had seven miscarriages. Seven miscarriages. She, she married. She'll get pregnant. She'll lose the baby. After two years, she get pregnant again. she lose the baby seven times. Sometimes she can go as far as seven, as six months. By the time the doctor she realized she spilled so much water and the baby is not taken out and the baby dies. Miscarriage. And I could feel the pain. A number of times I would go to her and we'll talk and she'll, I mean, most of the time it will happen late and we'll go and we'll talk, she'll pray and she'll cry so much because she married for a while. It is not that she was suffering from a car. It's not that she cannot get pregnant. But in this case, she gets pregnant and loses the pregnancy. Miscarriage. I tell you. There is another type of barrenness. Now, you see, a church that is struggling with barrenness, with shakal, is that we get people into the church and they leave. They don't stay. That's called miscarriaging. You miscarriage. I don't know. The place is very quiet. <laughs> I, I, are you soaking in the word? 
are you listening? Are you learning something tonight? I'm saying to you, you see, you see a church. Oh, we will have programs, the influx, they're coming, so many of them. And after a short while, one month, two months, three months, everybody leaves, and we are the same old people. It is suffering from shakal. But we, we are breaking that spirit now. I'm telling you. Jesus, remember the words that we read from, from the mouth of Jesus in John chapter 15, verse 8. He says that, that you will bear much fruit. I see you bearing much fruit in Jesus' name. I say you bear much fruit in Jesus' name. Lift your right hand and say, I will bear much fruit. Come on, say it like you believe it. One more time. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's very common to see people get pregnant and then they lose their pregnancy. They get pregnant, they lose what they get. I mean, a lot of times it happens. Look at even your normal life. There are people who start business and businesses die. It costs a call. Nothing that no business, of you have tried so many businesses and they've not survived. You try selling nails. You try selling roofing sheets. You try selling water. You try selling uh, uh, ice cream. Everything you do doesn't work. After a short while, it is aborted. Today, I come against every spirit of abortion in the name of Jesus. You know, are you not abort your blessing again? You will not abort your blessing again. You will carry through your blessing. You will carry to the end your blessing. It shall happen in Jesus' name. God blesses you with things. And they don't last. It's called what? I didn't hear. It's called what? Shakal. You can't keep it. You get a job. So if you get a job, so if you even beloved, you get a beloved, you've had seven beloveds, and you are still working single. Kato shakabahatas. The person is interested in you. He comes around. He, I mean, he buys you ice cream and buys you a, a trophy and a, 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 a motor guineas and all that. And so he takes your mobile number. So the way he's trying to text you here and there, after a short while, he doesn't text you again. So, oh, what has happened? Did I say anything wrong? It's called shakor. I tell you. It doesn't last. The thing doesn't follow through to the end. The thing that it doesn't go through, it's like it starts well, but somehow it, you, are, you miscarry. You abort that blessing. You never come through it. That is what the, the, the scripture says here. That the land is good, but it is, it is shakal. You cannot enjoy what is coming. We want you to, listen to me, in this ministry, we are going to see increase like never before in our lives. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? You shall see increase all around you. Our church will increase. Our church will multiply. Though that God give us, when they come, they will stay. I said, they will stay. They will be established in the church. Shout amen. You too, your life will become permanent. The blessing of God will become permanent. You will not lose your blessing anymore. Your blessing will not be temporary anymore. Your blessing will not be just a short-lived anymore. You will see great multiplication in your life. You see permanent blessing in your life. Say, I receive it. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? What is yours will be yours. The devil is a liar. I said, the devil is a liar. What is ours shall be ours. 
we shall see and we shall we, we will follow through and you see when a man is pregnant one month two months and you get first three months and then goes on 10 weeks and goes on 12 weeks i see you crossing up to the ninth month shall your lord and say amen when you see women who have suffered from shakal they're always afraid when they get pregnant again because what happens is that Hey, what's going to happen? The doctors will tell you, no, stay at one place. Don't move anywhere. Do this. Don't, don't be active. Don't do this because, the, because of the fear that what happened the first time can happen again. Because the fear that you see, because you have lost two pregnancies already, you can lose a third one. But God sent me here to tell you that Shakol has ended in your life. I said Shakol has ended in your life. You will not lose your blessing again. You will not lose your fruitful spirit again. May God multiply and increase and, and, and multiply you. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Your blessings shall be permanent. Say, my blessings shall be permanent. Come on, say, my blessings shall be permanent. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? I drive a shakal from your life. Shakal from your life. Short-lived blessing. Short-lived blessing. Blessing that is only short-lived. You cannot enjoy it up to the end. Just for a short while and it fizzled out. Just short while and, and if you are back to square one. So, oh, some of you have had money in your hands. But the money is finished and you are square one. You are broke as you were some years ago. But you shouldn't have been broke by this time. I'm not talking to anybody here. You should not have been broke, but the money that has, you have had in your hands, you should not be broke, but now you are broke because of shakal. But today is the end of shakal in your life. Come on, shout your Lord and say amen. I said today is the end of shakal in your life. Yeah. I know people who are blessed, they build houses and they get so broke, they sell all the houses. I tell you, one, one man died. He left his son a big house. The son sold all the air conditioners. The, the son drank all the air conditioners in the house. He would go to a beer bar, drink his pots, and he would move one air conditioner from the house and take it to the drinking spot. Ask the man, how much will this cost? The man said, oh, this air conditioner will cost 1,000 cities. So, okay, put it down. And when I finish drinking thousand, then it's yours. And then when it when it when it's it fin- and you go for a second air conditioner, so this one is old, it's five hundred. So okay, keep it for me. When I drink five hundred, so every time you go today, you hear he and his friends, they will drink two hundred and twenty cities tomorrow, hundred cities. I say finish, then another one. He drank all the air conditioners. He drank all of them. Somebody says shakal. The guy was supposed to be blessed. But the blessing didn't last. May God give you the anointing to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. Amen. So now let me give you the second one. I feel blessed preaching. I said I feel blessed preaching. Are you still in church? I said are you still in church? Hold your neighbor's shoulder and shake him and say, tell him, Shakur will not control your life again. Oh, shake him until he falls down. Shake him one more time. Hallelujah. Your life shall be a blessed life. 
I say your life shall be a blessed life. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Yeah. Shakur. Need to miscarry to suffer abortion. A little lower. To be bereaved and all that and so on. Okay. Now, the next word that you need to understand is the word melecha. <laughs> As of today is a Bible school, I tell you. Melecha. M-E-L-E-C-H-A-H. M-E-L-E-C-H-A-H. Melecha. All right. Now, melecha means a salted land, a desert or a barren land that cannot produce. A salted land, a desert or a barren land that cannot produce. Psalm 107, verse 30, verse 34. Psalm 107, verse 34. A fruitful land into barrenness. Okay, let's look at uh, verse 33 and see how it goes. He turned rivers into wilderness and water spring into dry ground. Verse 34. He also turns a fruitful land into barrenness. Now, that is it. The Bible says that the land was once fruitful, but it had been turned into what? Barrenness. All right? And the word barrenness, the word melecha, which means a, a fruitful land had become a salted land. A land full of salt. Mm. Wow. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah. A land full of salts. Now, there's no way you can plant any, anything profitable, any useful thing around the, around the lagoon. Am I right? Nothing will grow. Cassava, onions, tomatoes, cocoa. Nothing grows around the lagoon because the land is salted. It is land okay. It is wet, okay, but there's too much salt in the land. So nothing can grow there. There are churches that have become salted land. Hmm. What a word I'm preaching. No life. There are some believers, their lives are too salted. The salt is too much. Nothing, but Jesus said that I want you to bear much fruit. Amen? That is Jesus' plan and agenda. But when the land is melecha, when the land is salted, too salted, nothing works on the land. Now, I'm showing you this to see, and for you as a believer to tell us yourself, am I a salted person? Why is there no fruit in my life? Why am I not seeing a certain results in my life? But you're going to see results from now. I say you're going to see results from now. 
Do you believe what I'm saying? I said, you see, and all of them, there's a way to treat the land. There's a way to redeem a sorted land. If you go to Israel, Israel was a land, it's a land of, of, of it's a dry desert. But they're able to redeem the land so, so much that it is a very fertile land. When you see the cows in Israel, one cow in Israel is like seven cows in Accra. I'm telling you, I went to, uh, I went to a place, I saw the, some of the cows, hey! You'll be there, you'll be there in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Are you there? I saw fat, the cows are like the, the, this, uh, this speaker. Huge ones. When they walk like that. I said, this is a desert place. But they're able to tame the soil to a fertile land. I see God turning your life into a fertile land. You'll not be a, you'll not be a, be a sorted person anymore. Come on, shout amen. Am I talking to anybody here? Nothing seems to be working from now. Things are going to work in your life. You are going to see new life in your life. You are going to see God bring life into your life. You live an excited life. You live a fruitful life. You live a joyful life. You will see fruits in your life. Am I talking to anybody here? You will not be a salted person. Salted. Over salted person. Over salted. That nothing works. Nothing works. I'm telling you. There are some people in the church who you give and you give them any ministry to hand, the ministry dies. Because sometimes the land is salted. Too salted. So nothing grows. But from now, the choir is going to grow. Your ministry, the ashes are going to grow. Your ministry will grow and multiply. Lift your right hand and say, my ministry will multiply. Say, my life will multiply. Say, my business will multiply. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Yes. Look at what the Bible is saying here. The, the fruitful land into barrenness. Another scripture that you must look at before we move on from my lecture. Hmm. Wow. What a word I'm preaching tonight. Are you here? I said, are you here? Mm. Look at another, another very important scripture. Look, I, I don't want us to have a, a church where we are happy, everything, but the church is not growing. Our church will grow and multiply. There'll be, and tomorrow I'm going to show you signs of barrenness. You must come. <laughs> I'm telling you. Amen. As I was praying about this, God told me that go and tell them what I want you to tell them. That's what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you. Say amen. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 6. Jeremiah 17, verse 6. For he shall be like the heath, the heath of the air, of, of the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, my Jesus, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in the salt land, and not inhabited. You know, this is a, a curse. Bible said the person... Look at, let's go to verse 3 and down so we can get the story uh, better. From verse 3. Oh, my mountain in the field, I will give thee substance and all thy treasure, uh, treasures to the spoil and thy high places for sun throughout thy bodies. Verse 4. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from the heritage that I have, 
I give thee. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. Verse 5. Thou says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Verse 6. For he shall be like the heath of the desert, and shall not see when good cometh. What a shock that you'll not even see when the good, 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 good thing is coming to you. And, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. May this never be your story. I said, may this never be your story. The Bible said the man who trusts in man, he will live in a desert, he will not see it when good, something good is happening. He will not even see it. So people can't even see when God is blessing them. I know there's a gentleman in church. I mean, I, he used to, used to be in a church. When we are preaching, and maybe the, the bishop is preaching and prophesying and speaking. And so, this we've heard, uh, it hasn't happened. I see God give you a new car. We have heard, uh, it's not happening. One day, one brother came, one lady came and told me that, Bishop, there's this gentleman who sits at the back. Every time we sit, he, sits, he comes to church, he has his own congregation. He's, when you are preaching, you're also preaching against the preaching. When the man of God is saying, today is a day of miracles. So, this is how we waited. You haven't seen every day, day, every day, every day. When you preach, you also preach it to his own people. When he said, Bible says that if you give, God shall give to you. So, we are giving now. We haven't seen it. We are still walking. We don't have a, we don't even have trotro. I mean, the guy has his own congregation. Every message the man of God, every word the man of God is preaching, he has a neg- something negative and he sits towards the back and a few people... Those on his row, in front, in front or behind him, that is, that, they are his church. A church in a church. A church in a church. Playing table tennis with the preaching. When you preach, then they revert. Pa, 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 preaching back. What a shock. So, I called a brother one day. I said, it, it was a weekday service. I said, brother, come, 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 come. I saw him. I've heard about it a week, a week earlier. So I said, you, come, come, come. So Tuesday he came and sat at the, sat in, uh, came to the front. I said, I told the whole church, you see this guy? From today, I've served you from the church. You, I've served you. Don't come again. Don't come again. He was shocked. Oh, I said, yes, you. I said, oh, Bishop, me? I said, yes, you, you, you. I said, have you all seen him? I said, this man, my name is E.A.T. Saki. I've served him from the church. Bye-bye. Don't come again. Just leave. Because I tell you, there are some people when you sit, they, 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 are like, they are like salted land. I'm telling you. When you stay around them, you will never be fruitful. Because of the languages, the Bible says that they will not see it even when good is coming. They will not see anything good in the church. They always see only negative things and, oh, the crowd didn't seem so well. They, every day they have some negative about the church. They are like salted land. May God deliver you from such people and that spirit. Yeah. Come on, shout amen. Yeah. Some people are good at finding, uh, 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 they're good at saying negative, oh, your business will never work. Oh, this will never work. Every day they have something negative. They are sorted lands. But I see God delivering you. Yeah. I see God delivering you. Yeah. Can I have an amen? Yeah. If you marry a sorted man, 
If you marry a sorted no, rather a sorted woman, if you marry one, kato shakabatasa, always criticizing you, always accusing you, always saying something. I mean, one I'm, as a pastor, I'll tell you, I've had people come to my church, Pastor Seth. People come to me in my office, other pastors in our church in branches. They'll come and say, Bishop Saki, please can you transfer my wife from my church? Can you transfer my wife from my church? Because me, he is a pastor, but when his wife is there, he can't preach well. What a shock. Because the wife, I mean, one, 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 one gentleman told me, look, I told my wife that somebody had invited me to come and go and preach. He said, hey, they don't know you. What, what, what do you have to say? What do you have that somebody invite you? That is a sorted wife. A sorted wife. <laughs> Some people know how to criticize and keep you down. When you stay around them, your land will never, you will not see your, any, any, anything fertile in your land. You need nothing will grow in your land because they are sorted lives. Come on, lay your hands on your neighbor and cast out the spirit of, of, of the sorted land. Say, I drive it out of your life. 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 Somebody shout your loudest amen. Shout your loudest amen. Somebody say that every day, amen, every day, amen. We haven't said anything to you. You are certain life. Kato shaka bato satire. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? God said, they will not even see when good is coming. They will not see it. They will not see it. But you, I see good coming your way. I see good things happening in your life. I see blessings of God coming your way. I see God opening doors in your life. I see expansion in your life. I see great blessings in your life. I see favor following you. I see new doors opening for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? You're not real. You're not living in a sorted land. I see God turning the soil from evil to good. The soil of your life returned from evil to good. I'm telling you. So the Bible said they will not even see when good is coming. Some of you ladies, a good man is coming. You cannot even see he's a good man. I'm preaching. They will not see when good is coming. They will not see when good is coming. The brother comes say, Sister Kate, when I see you, my heart begins to move from the left to the right. When I hear your voice, I want to jump seven times. I'm telling you, may God open your eyes to see when good is coming. If my wife hadn't seen the good in this young boy walking here, she would have missed her blessing. She says, God delivered her from the mistake of not marrying me. Yeah. I'll tell you, when our lady pastor saw Reverend, he was like nobody. The only thing he had was shouting. That's the only thing he could do. He knew how to shout from beginning. Shouting and sweating. Kato shakabahatas.
And if you look at the family that she comes from, compared to the family that her, her, her Reverend Ejibwekwe comes from, very wild difference. But this lady said, Mama, Mama, I, I can see good. I can see good. May God open your eyes and see good. I said, may God open your eyes and see good. May God open your eyes and see good. May you see when good is coming. May you see when good is coming. Good may not be wearing a silk suit. Good may not be wearing crocodile leather shoes. But good is coming with the word of God. Come with anointing. Come with power. Come with the zeal for the Lord. May you see when good is coming. I said, may you see when good is coming. Say, I receive it. Good will come after you. Good will come after you. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. When I met my bishop, he was just a medical student in second or third year university. He was like nobody. He was just, a, I said, there's something about this man that I like. We didn't have a church with 20 or 30 people. But I knew as someone who loved God, loved prayer, loved the word of God. So the day he told me that, Yichisaki, God has called me to start a church. I saw good. I saw good. I told him, God has called me to follow you. It's been more than 31 years. And I've seen good over the years. Am I talking to anybody here? May you see when good is coming. I said, may you see when good is coming. Don't miss your blessing. Tell your neighbor, don't miss your blessing. Tell, don't be a sorted land, a sorted land, a sorted land. Some those who used to belong here and they are no more here, they have lost a certain blessing. They couldn't see when good was coming. They couldn't see. One day they'll be passing by. I used to belong here, but what about now? Bless God for those who are here. Bless God for those of you who are here. May you inherit the good of the land. May you enjoy the blessing of the land. May you enjoy the blessing of belonging to the house. Shout your Lord and say, Amen. Are you still here? Look at him. Look at him. Handsome Reverend Doctor. Reverend Doctor. Reverend Doctor. Today is an author. I say it's an author. He said, Well sought after international preacher. But when he said, It wasn't, he didn't start like this. But his wife saw a good good in him. May you may God open us to see good in the land, good in the church, good in your neighbor. You will not be a certain land. You will not be a certain land. You will not be a militia. You'll be a blessed line. You'll be a blessed person. I see your life becoming fruitful. I see grace multiplying into your life. I see favor coming into your life. You will do well. You will do well. You will go higher. You will be expanded. You will be extended. Receive it in Jesus' name. Are you here today? I said, are you here today? Say, I will not be a sorted land. Come on, say, I will not be a sorted land. Amen. Let me give you one more, two more, and then we close. What a word. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. They tell me, but do you know me? Do you know me really well? Do you know how important I am? Ask him, do you know how important? Ask him, do you know how privileged you are to be sitting by me? No, I'm saying, ask him, ask him. Ask 
him, since you were born, have you met a nice person like me before? If the person can't see, he's a sorted person, I tell you. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Are you here? I said, are you here? Yeah. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Amen. Now, the next thing that you see concerning, uh, we are talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about barrenness. Am I right? You see, the reason I'm teaching is so that God will deliver you from barrenness. From now, you have many children. I say, you multiply in your life and ministry. Your ministry will multiply. Say, I receive it. The next word for barren is utter. O-T-S-E-R. Utter. Or utter, whatever you call it. Depending on which part of the world you come from. Utter, utter. All right. All right. Good. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 16. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 16. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that saith not, it is enough. Now, the word utter means to enclose, to hold back, to restrain, To enclose, to hold back, to restrain, to shut up, to withhold, to stop. Now, those who suffer from attack, that type of barrenness are people who are suffering, who hold back intentionally. They hold back what? I didn't hear you. I did not hear you at all. I did not hear you at all. Amen. Pastor says, they know a lot. Amen. They can do a lot. There's things that they can do. They know what to do. But they are holding back intentionally. Intentionally. A deliberate effort to hold back. Look, as we sit in church here, we have a lot of gifted people in this church. Oh. This church, you are, you are very, there are very gifted people here. Everything, singing, people can sing better than all the choirs combined. But they're sitting there because the spirit of Otah is out after them. They're holding back intentionally. I'm preaching now. I said, I'm preaching now. Yeah. Me, when it comes to singing, I don't, I don't, I don't do well. I don't know the difference between auto and tenor. I get confused. When I'm, when, when I'm joining a group, they, they all sing big treble. That's how I sing big treble. That's what my teacher told me in school. Say so you, yeah, it's like you sing big trouble. 
But me, that's all. I mean, that, I just sing the same thing. When you go on, when you go to the other two, so I get confused. Is there anybody here like that? Anybody like that? Uh, you two are like that. Eh? When you sing, you are singing, I said, you have a tenor. When you sing, so when I'm singing with my wife, so we sing hymns and so on. And then she begins to go to altar. I said, listen, you are spoiling the anointing. Let us stay with treble. We are all saying big, small treble and big treble. We all stay there. So, so that make the, I said, that for me, that'll make the song nice. I've not seen all this, all, all this in the Bible before. All I said, like, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's what I have seen in the Bible. <laughs> all this bass and tenor, and I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Where did it come from? What a shock. But there's some people sitting in this church. So if you are good at computer, you can help. Sometimes you can see that you can go out there and help with the, even the little technical thing. But you're intentionally holding back. It is a type of barrenness. When you intentionally hold back. What a word I'm preaching. Am I talking to anybody here? Council, there are people like that too. They can join the protocol team. They are good. They are diplomats. When you swear and see them, they know how to talk. They know all these things. But when they come to church, they tell me, I just want to come and go. Intentionally holding back. It's a type of barrenness. You are looking at me. I'm preaching. Keep looking. <laughs> Keep looking. I'm dialing your number. I say, I'm dialing your number. Intentionally holding back. You're lucky that there are children in this church. I, I, I would have said some things. No, I don't have to say it. You know what I'm saying already, so I will say it. Intentionally holding back. Are you married? Uh. <laughs> Hello, are you married? You're married. Eh? All of them intentionally holding. <laughs> eh, you are looking at me. The wife is ready to receive the anointing. The wife is ready for the blessing. Another baby is coming. But then when it comes to the point of flowing, then they intentionally. I, I, I think it's clear enough. I think it's clear enough. Yes. Intentionally holding back. Because you know that what you have is powerful. When you, you release what you have, before you realize a twist, twist have arrived. I mean, you have some powerful ammunition. When you shoot the gun, some blessing will come. But then you intentionally hold. What a shock. Are you there? No, and, and that's how it is also in the church. There are people who can play. You'll be surprised that somebody there can play the keyboard. They are sitting in church. Yes. You know how to play the drums. You know how to come and work on the console. Put this and put this. I don't, many of us don't know it, but you know it. You know it. And you know that if you can bring your little input into the church, the church will move to another level. 
But the church is barren because you are intentionally holding back. Yeah. Bless God for those who are clapping. Amen. I said amen. Intentionally holding back. Altar. Holding back. Holding back. Holding back. When you come to church, you are good at giving 20 cities. Meanwhile, you know that you can give, you can give 200 easily. But you feel that the church doesn't deserve 200. So you are intentionally holding back. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. So somebody can give, you know, sometimes you see the people and said, somebody can give 5,000 cities. You know you can. But you have drawn all those who are, who are giving 20 cities. You can give 5,000. You compare your offering with other people's offering. But we are all not the same level. I'm not preaching to anybody here. We are not at the same level. Somebody can give 1,000. Somebody can give, somebody can give five. Somebody can even give 10,000. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But you are intentionally doing what? Holding back. When it comes to church, you have pushed all the big notes far away under the back and let the one gun and two gun cities floating. You have become a professor at two Ghana cities. You have a PhD in two Ghana cities. Yeah. I tell you, there's a gentleman, every time he comes to church, he will put all the money and put one dollar at the front pocket like that. Every day, every day, one dollar. Even if Benny comes to church and preaches one dollar, that's what he will. He will never give more than that. One day I went to that church. When I finished preaching, I took the offering and he was taking a wonder, he mistakenly took hundred dollars. I think the anointing was very strong. So instead of giving one dollar from the front, he took the one hundred dollars and put it in. So after seven, he said, hey, my hundred dollars is missing. My hundred dollars is missing. Then he realized that he made a mistake and put the hundred dollars in the offering rather. What a shock. So he came and asked the pastor, pastor, can I have change? Please take ten dollars and give me ninety dollars back. You think you can keep on, you can keep on showing God. God is smarter than you. I said, God is smarter than you. But many people, Bishop, I'm telling that's the problem. Our church can do much, much better if all of us can give our very best. But the people here who are intentionally holding back, you can help with a car park attendance. You can be a protocol person. You can be uh, a welcome to you. can be in the choir. You can be a prayer ministry. But you have told yourself that I am not going to, I'll just come and go because I don't like trouble. You are intentionally holding back what God has given you. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hold your neighbor's here and ask him, what are you holding back? What are you holding back from God? Eh? Oh, no, don't be afraid. Put the ear and ask her. What are, what are you holding back? 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 Some of you see, you see that, 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 that thing that ensure and co. You are dancing up here. You can even dance. You can be a dancer. But as I see that, so they, they move. They shall have done this instead of doing this and so on. Why don't you come and join them and let us give our very best for God? Give your best to God. Amen. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. 
I said, don't hold back. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Yeah, when you come to church, you can't even smile. Meanwhile, you, so when we are dancing, praising God, you are standing there like you have drunk starch. Your face, your face is the book of lamentations. That's how your face is. Hey! What a shock. You think dancing is for young children? Am I a young man? Do I look like a young man? You know how old I am? I'm going to be 72 soon. I'm telling you something. Stop holding back. Stop holding back. So, in, in this church, they shout too much. They give another shout. I don't know how to shout. Meanwhile, let's come and see you quarreling in your house. It's not easy. So a few ladies, you know how to quiet properly. Especially those of you who come from the tribe that begins with a certain letter. You know how to quarrel. Yes. You know how to, when you come to church, I see you know. How are you? You don't do anything. You don't love your mouth even to sing. I see you crying. I say, hey! One day we will record your quarreling and come and play it in church. I tell you. What a shock. Tell three people, don't hold back. For, from now, don't hold back. Don't hold back again. Don't hold back again. Don't hold back your gift. Don't hold back your money. Don't hold back your talents. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Hallelujah. Don't hold back your shouting. Don't hold back your praise. Don't hold back re re rejoicing. Don't hold back the blessed. Don't hold back. 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 Do you know Jesus said that if you shut up, if you shut up, I will command stones to rise up. If you fail to praise God, if you fail to give to the work of God, God will raise others to do what you must do. May you never hold back your praise. Don't hold back your dancing. Don't hold back your rejoicing. Don't hold back your giving. Don't hold back the grace of God on your life. Give the Lord a shout. I said hallelujah are you blessed I said are you blessed and then the last one are you there the last one is called Tia T-S-I-Y-A-H T-S-I Y-A-H, Tia. It's almost like an Ewe name. Right. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 18. Isaiah chapter 41, verse number 18. <clears throat> I'll open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Come on, shout amen. amen. 
Now, that, those two words, dry land is tear. Tear. Now, tear means droughts. There's droughts, no rain, no water, wilderness. Tear. Droughts. When there's not been rain for a long time. Dry land. Wilderness, no rain. Yeah. That is another type of barrenness. So how many do you have? Do you have five? Okay, number one is what? I don't hear you. Someone say a car. And what does it mean? Your generative power. Ability to be, 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 be to generate you to, to be generative. You don't have the power. Are you there? And what the second one? What does shakur mean? To miscarry. You, abortion, suffer abortion. That's the finish will start working, but then it's aborted along the way. You start well. That's what Paul said. That who did bewitch you? You started off well. How come you have lost your zeal? How come you don't come for prayer meetings again? How come your fire has died? It's shakal. You miscarry. The miracle starts. But along the way, it's aborted. But it will never happen again in Jesus' name. Number three. Melecha. What does it mean? Yes. Yes. The land is so barren. Nothing can work on it. Nobody can live there. Salted. So much salt. So much salt. If you like, take some corn and go and plant it at the lagoon side. You waste your time. You, may it not be that your life is a wasted life. Can I have an amen? Number four. Utter, which means to hold back. Hold back. Hey! You are retaining it. You are not releasing your best. Lord, I'm giving you my best. Is there a song like that? Lord, I'm giving you my best. Let's just give God our very best. Prince of life, let's give God our very best. Your best singing. Your best dancing, your best praise, your best offering. Let's give God our very, nothing is too big for God. Can I have an amen? Are you in church? I said, are you in church? Don't bring your torn notes, dirty torn notes. The note that and catch seller will not take. That is what you put in the offering. You ask for God, anything is good for God. The time has come. For us to give our very best. Don't hold back. I said, don't hold back. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? And then number five. Tia, which means dry land. Wilderness. Your life will never be a wilderness. Your life will never be a wilderness. I said, your life will never be a wilderness. Tomorrow night. 
I'm going to show you how you can be released from the season of barrenness into the season of fruitfulness. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift your two hands up high to the Lord, everybody. Just lift your two hands up high to the Lord, everybody. And talk to God. Say, Lord, this season, I'm moving away from barrenness. Everybody lift your two hands up high. I speak to God right now. Karodobo Shabadi. Lift your voice and pray. Just for two minutes, pray now. Pray and ask God. God, may I be released from barrenness. Release me from barrenness. Release me from barrenness. Dryness. Withholding. Jesus. Oh God. church I pray your God I pray your God release us from barrenness from Shakur from Akka from Tia from Oten oh Jesus oh Thank you, Jesus. Lift your two hands up high. Father, tonight, we lift our hands to you. You said that this is how our fathers glorify, that we bear much fruits. I pray for every hand lifted. Deliver us from barrenness. All types of barrenness. Miscarriage. Things start and they don't end. Relationships that never end. Father, deliver us from the spirit of miscarriaging curses. Any curse of barrenness in any life. Today, I break its hold. I break its hold. 
I break his hold. I release you into your season of blessing. Season of fruitfulness. Season of establishment. Anything that has restrained you, stopped you, prevented you from maximizing the grace on your life. Today, I abolish it right now. And I speak for the release of God. May God use you mightily. May God use you mightily. May God use you mightily. May God anoint you mightily. May you be a vessel of honor. A vessel of honor. A vessel of honor. May God establish purpose in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May you enjoy fruitful days. Fruitful seasons. Fruitful blessings. In the name of Jesus. May God be gracious to you. May you experience the heaven's blessing. May you enter a new season of fruitfulness, of blessings, and of favors. I bless you tonight. I bless you tonight. I bless you tonight. I bless you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word and for your people. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Before we close here, from here tonight. If you are here tonight, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not sure you are born again. You don't know whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. Tonight, you want to say, Bishop, I need God in my life. I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes, but today, I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want to be born again. If you're standing out there, you only say, Bishop, tonight, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand, and I shall pray for you. God bless you. Let your right hand go up high, up high. You only say, tonight, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. Father, thank you for all the hands lifted. Let today make a new beginning in their lives. Take control of them. Make them brand new people. Now, if you are lifted the right hand, I want you to walk from where you are and come to me right now. Come. Come. Oh, clap your hands for them as they come. Join me, the whole church. Join us as we pray. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, this Wednesday evening, this Wednesday evening, I give my heart to you. I give my heart to you. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Lord. 
as my Lord and my Savior. And my Savior. Forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. All my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. Make me your child. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. The rest of my days. The rest of my days. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. From today. From today. I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. You are mine. From today, from today, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For hearing my prayer. For hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For coming into my heart. For coming into my heart. From today, from today, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. The rest of my days. The rest of my days. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for these yeah. wonderful people? Hallelujah. Well, I bless God for your lives. Amen. Today, what's your name, young man? Kenichu. 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 Okay, you are blessed. Huh? From Nigeria. We also have a lot of Nigerians in our church. Very serious Christians. From today, serve God all the days of your life. Amen. And all of you in front here, it's a blessing to see all of you. Today marks a new day for you. Tomorrow, I want all of you to come because I want to pray for you. I'm going to lay hands and pray for you specially to make sure you come tomorrow night. Amen. Right. But I think we'll talk to you. Our pastors here, if you look behind, they'll talk to you for a minute and then you'll come back. Can you go, all of you go this way? Clap your hands for them. Oh, go ahead and clap your hands for them. Hallelujah. Sit on top of your enemies.